Hey everybody, welcome back for another segment of Bookends. He's Jason, I'm Chucky. With all the crowd noise and the craziness of the college basketball tournaments, we kind of brought it in the back a little bit, guys. A little kind of a sneak peek to our under construction hub area, but kind of fun being back here. Yeah, we, obviously we like being out in the in the book and uh, getting that energy, but uh, a lot of energy, too much that we can't uh, hear ourselves <laughs> talk, so moved it in the back. And a uh, great segment today because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do. Uh, first, some breaking news. Not sure if you guys have all heard, but it looks like we're going to have baseball. It looks like the, the deal's uh, being finalized kind of as we speak right now. Um, it looks like it'll be uh, opening day April 7th is what they're saying right now. So we really don't lose more than basically a week of games. Um, I think some of the key components from that are that double headers go back to nine innings and that hokey runner on second base and extra innings goes away. Uh, I think the one thing though you'll have DH in both the American and National League. Yeah, no, uh, no DH uh, or no, you know no pitchers batting right. in the National League, and I think that the one thing that this sets up for is just an absolutely crazy spring training because right. we've got so many free agents. And, That's the key. And big right. name free agents out there um, that are going to be looking to sign. You know, probably as early as today, we're going to see uh, guys signing. But guys like Freddie Freeman and Carlos Correa, and Trevor Story, Chris Bryant. Um, you know, the Dodgers closer Jansen's out there. Just a lot of names. Nick Castellanos. A lot of names out there that are going to make a big difference on the teams that they end up going to. And I think with that said, looking at the future book odds, that you're going to see a lot of movement between now and you know opening day with all these guys out there. They said actually uh, once the deal's finalized today that free agency could open up tonight. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of movement with that, which is kind of cool, I think. Yeah, and the guys have already been talking about it. We've been talking about uh, getting up the over-under season wins and a lot of the props on hits and runs and home runs and a lot of stuff that we've been sitting on waiting for this Divisions, day to come. Divisions, everything we can put you know, on the board. So yeah. uh, look in the, in the next couple days, obviously uh, a lot of college basketball on the boards but uh, we're going to be busy getting up this baseball stuff yep so we talked about baseball a little bit we're going to talk about pro football right now and the landscape has really changed I mean the uh, the musical chairs at quarterback first it was you know we thought Aaron Rodgers was going to leave he ends up staying for the biggest contract in pro football history so no movement there but then the stunner uh, about an hour later you have Russell Wilson that's traded um, you've got uh, Carson Wentz that's traded looks like Khalil Mack's going to get traded now um, to the Chargers so it has been a revolving door of some of these big time players I think we've just scratched the surface of this. But what it does impact is futures. Uh, Broncos, for example, they were really in on Rodgers. We saw a lot of money on the on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. That trade doesn't go down. Uh, he stays in Green Bay. They go up from about 30 to 1, I think, to 45 to 1. And then within an hour, the trade happens, drop them to about 18 to 1. Public has been all over the Broncos. They've even dropped again since that point. Really tough division they play in with the quarterbacks in the AFC West. Yeah, and we're, we're able to put up a prop on uh, Russell Wilson right. over under uh, touchdown passes at 36.5. And, and again, that's uh, really close to his career high, I think, which was 40. Um, but we go what you know what we consider um, the NFC West being a, a defensive um, division you know, with, with good defenses to really one of the higher scoring uh, divisions in football in the AFC West, um, obviously with the, with the Raiders, Chiefs, and Chargers and the great quarterbacks they have in that division. So um, odds dropping on the Broncos, but again, a very, very tough uh, division. Yeah, I think you look at that and the quarterbacks now are are so tough and and he gets away from that Seattle team with Carroll. They had a lot of success there with Wilson. They were kind of a run first team. Now you look at uh, what Denver has. If it's uh, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, um, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, uh, Javante uh, Williams at running back, that division's going to score some points and like to see where Russell Wilson's going to be. It's 30 
36 and a half right now. Uh, he's averaged the last four full season he had uh, at 35 touchdown passes. So I think it's kind of a, an interesting prop, especially in that division. Yeah, and the other big move, uh, well, I don't know if it's a big move, but Carson Wentz getting uh, shipped out of Indianapolis over to the Washington uh, Commanders. And I, I know the, the standing joke that I liked was uh, that the Eagles will again be catching passes from Carson Wentz. Um, <laughs> playing for the Commanders, going right. to play the, like play the Eagles twice. Um, you know, I don't uh, don't know what they're looking at there. Obviously, uh, Carson Wentz has been traded uh, for a lot of draft picks um, in his career, moving a couple teams, and obviously they think that he's going to have more success than what Henneke was able to have here. And now it leaves us as to, you know, where will the Colts go from here? And obviously, will they go after a, a Jimmy G and a Cousins and, and Watson? Obviously, the, the names of the quarterbacks that are out there to potentially pick up the pieces for a couple of these teams, uh, definitely interesting uh, to, to look at. I think that's the key, Jay, and I know we've talked about it uh, this year going into football season is that there are so many quarterback question marks so many teams that don't have a quarterback ultimately what do the Texans do are they going to stick with Davis Mills what about the Steelers who were kind of in on all these moves the Buccaneers have been tied to maybe uh, Watson Seattle's been tied maybe the Watson where will Jimmy Garoppolo go there's a lot of stuff out there another uh, kind of a funny one with Wentz would be is for the Colts he came in Wentz so I mean you know (laughs) he he, uh, um, but you know I think he can still play in this league and I think you looked at what was out there and I think the commanders decided we have to make a, a move. The five guys that are projected maybe as number one quarterbacks this year coming out of the draft, if it's Malik Willis, if it's Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, or Desmond Ritter, all those guys are kind of slated behind the five that went in the first round last year. So I don't know if any of these guys are projected to come in and start. If they do, we saw the rookie trend last year. Rookie starters making their first start really struggled. I think those guys might be a bet against early on uh, next season if any of them are starting. Yeah, and again, it just makes that uh, draft even more interesting from a quarterback standpoint to see um, what teams are going to be in kind of that desperate need as we see some of this shuffle occur uh, in free agency. Because you talked about um, Kirk Cousins with the Colts as well. If he was dealt to the Colts, I mean, the Vikings now have a question mark, and do they become all in on Deshaun Watson? Because you look at that Viking offense with Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Thielen, they're a team that can win now. That offense is is pretty dynamic, so any quarterback going into that situation would be well-suited. Uh, I think in Cousins' case, he might be the missing piece for Indy, but then I think it opens up a big door for Minnesota. Uh, we're going to jump into now college hoops. I mean, the tournament is so much fun for us guys. Uh, that's why we're back here. The crowds are great in the room. The hype, the enthusiasm, the atmosphere. It's contagious throughout the casino. We've already seen a bunch of upsets in the conference tournaments. Um, but, you know, we're getting ready for the big dance. And next week it's going to be crazy, I think, uh, just based on what we've seen so far. I'm not ready for the big dance yet. I think we've still got some <laughs> excellent conference tournament play to, to finish out. Uh, you know, we saw Duke able to uh, beat Syracuse today, not in overwhelming fashion. But I said after that uh, loss to North Carolina and Krzyzewski's last home game. I'm um, still expecting something special here out of the Duke Blue Devils as we go into their postseason tournament and eventually March Madness. But again, some great tournament uh, play going on. We've got props, first half, second half, in-game on every game that's going on and in-play on every game that's going on. So a lot of stuff to look at on the app. And again, I think some really, really good tournament uh, play still left here to happen. Yeah, I think there's so much parity. We've already seen upsets happen today and yesterday. I think it's going to make the committee's uh, decisions a little bit more difficult. You might see some teams that were kind of those fringe bubble teams that we thought might be in are now going to be the first four out because of that. But that's what makes it so great. Uh, Don't forget too, you can get signed up now for Last Man Standing, our college basketball uh, uh, tournament contest. Same format as before, $25 entry fee. Four entries at 100 gets you a fifth entry free, and it's a great contest. Yep, sign up March 17th by 5 p.m. We've extended that uh, contest deadline to 5 p.m. instead of um, 9 a.m. So uh, again, a great contest. 
contest. Uh, and no tiebreakers. Pick this a year. winner and uh, and he advanced to the next day. So um, all the point spreads are half points. No have to take a team or once you take a team you can't take them again. None of that stuff exists. Just find a winner each day and advance to the next round. Yeah, I think I think it's so much fun. It's our signature contest, winner take all, as Jay mentioned. And there's just so much parity this year. I think there's going to be a, a lot of upsets. You'll see a lot of lower numbers maybe uh, those first two days than you've seen in the past. But it does make it a great contest. Um, that mobile app too. I mean, we love it when guests come out and experience everything we have to offer. But what a great time to get signed for up for STN Sports because we know there'll be big crowds in the rooms. We've already seen the demand for reserve seats. We're not only showing the games here at Red Rock in the Sportsbook. They're going to be shown in Rock's Lounge, uh, in the Lucky Bar, even the Bowling Center. Anywhere you can find a TV or a monitor, we're going to be showing the tournament this year. But what a great time to get signed up for STN Sports. We still have up to that $500 bonus going on as well. Yeah, and it's a long week. I mean, between the Tuesday playing games, the Wednesday playing games, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So for those of you who have to be at work uh, during that week, no better time to have that STN Sports app. So the, you've got the sports book in the palm of your hands and you're not missing any of the action. Yeah, as we've seen with these conference tournaments, games start early in the day. They don't end till late at night. So a great, great opportunity to grab that. I'm just kind of curious this year. Who's going to be that Cinderella story? Who's it going to be? I mean, there's a lot of teams that we've seen heavy action on the future book. If it's Duke, UCLA, Arizona, North Carolina, all teams that have been heavily bet. I think teams like like Tennessee, maybe, Illinois, uh, St. Bonnie's gets in. I think there's some value with some of those teams, especially for me in Tennessee's case. Yeah, I think that you you know that ed, those edge cases, those teams that are going to be in those 11, 12 um, seeds, obviously we see those tip teams win each and every year, but I think that there's still even more potential for those teams to not only win a game but find their win their way into the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think this year we talked about uh, you had five different teams that were the number one seed in the country, and you probably had at least 50 schools that kind of were circled in and out of the top 15. So, again, guys, a lot of parity. Get signed up for Last Man Standing. Come on in. Get signed up for the mobile app. It's a great time to have it. We're going to take a little break now, but we'll come back, and we're going to dive into both the NBA and NHL. We'll see you guys in a minute on Bookends. <sighs> Got to stay in shape. People are betting on me. 102. 103. 100. Oh, I didn't see you there. It's me, Stephen Money. Oh, the other guy, the lion. Well, I'm fast as a zebra. Wait, wait, shit. I've got a huge wagering menu and tons of betting options. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Hey, everybody, we're back for another segment of Bookends. Jace, Chucky. We're going to dive into the NBA now. Uh, we're in the second half of the season. Uh, we've seen, we saw some trades go down that affected some things. We know how good the Sixers have looked with Embiid and Harden. Uh, Lakers look like they're not very good right now, might not make the postseason. But a lot's been impacted about players who are out. We saw that with Chris Paul. We saw that with, with Booker. Um, that's kind of been a big push right now in the second half of the season. Yeah, obviously we go back to that Eastern Conference and talk about you know how we've had the Nets, the favorite to win the Eastern Conference, right. despite the fact that they're sitting in that 8-9. I think they've moved themselves up to the seven hole but with Kevin Durant out for so long um, you know it's a, a dynamic player like that that really makes a big difference and um, we're going to kind of see where the east kind of shapes up with the fact that uh, we're going to see tonight tonight's right. actually a marquee matchup with the next Nets and Sixers facing off against each other but again the way the Heat have been playing the Bulls and obviously the Milwaukee Bucks but the east seems to be wide open but again still the Nets sitting at the top with obviously the player like Durant. I think they both are a little bit I, 
know we talk about in the Western Conference how good the Suns and Warriors are, and we kind of expect those teams to be playing for the, the Western Conference title. But uh, the Grizzlies, the Jazz, the Nuggets, I think there's a lot of Clippers starting to play better. I think there's a lot of parity in both leagues right now, which really kind of opens the door for some of these teams that are kind of middle of the road. Just kind of get in and see if you can get hot and make some noise. Yeah, and you bringing up the Clippers is probably the key to that when, with George and Leonard both right. out. Again, if they are somehow find a way to get both of those guys back, um, that puts them right at the top of that Western Converse conversation. Um, and obviously a healthy Warriors team and, and a healthy Phoenix team um, with Paul back and obviously Booker that was fighting the COVID protocols on a, uh, for a couple games there. Um, but when those teams are at full strength, um, they clearly are a separation above the best, uh, above the rest in the Western Conference. I think it's just tough for anybody to beat one of those two teams in a seven-game series. I think Memphis and, and Denver and Utah can be really competitive and play well, but can they do that? There's been some, you know, rumblings too of both George and, and, and Leonard practicing a little bit. I know it looked like they wouldn't be back. There's a chance that they might right now, but I totally agree with you. When you look at their future book odds right now, there is tremendous value there. Just in the event those guys do come back, I think it's going to be fun in the, NH- in the NBA Yeah, and, the, and they're still fighting their way up into that, in that playoff position. You've got two teams, again, in the Nuggets and Mavericks that have been playing really, really good ball of late. It seems like... Timberwolves, too. Right? Yeah, they're, they're, you yeah. know, you get those uh, couple stumbles and run into some tough teams. Um, we've, saw, we've seen the Knicks, um, who've been really kind of down on their luck and not very good, uh, have a great... Good West, for us on a, the road a great of late. West yeah. Coast Conference yeah. string here and play yeah. some good basketball. But, um, again, when these teams come to play, they are dangerous. And that Western Conference is just loaded with teams that when they have a, a good night, uh, especially a good night shooting from three-point land, um, they can run some teams out of the gym. Absolutely. Look at the NHL now, too. I mean, uh, a lot of it's about the Knights, who sit uh, third right now um, in the Pacific Division. Uh, they, they trail um, the Flames by seven points. Flames have two games in hand. Uh, there's a couple teams below the Knights that are playing well. They just haven't been healthy. They're on a five-game road swing where they lost the first game. They'll be playing Buffalo now with Eichel going back to Buffalo. Uh, there's a lot of teams bunched up right now. I think the Knights have to go on a, a little bit of a streak. I don't think they can really weather a 1-4 and 0-5 oh road trip. Yeah, I, either no team can weather that type of trip. And we've been talking about the Knights uh, week after week after week. It's just about health and getting their guys back and getting Stone and Martinez and Patch ready and getting these guys all on the ice together. Um, but a lot of the conversation of late has been the goaltending right. um, or the lack thereof uh, from a Robin Leonard standpoint. And he's out again against Buffalo. You know, um, So they've got to find a way to fix something on the back end. I doubt that there's any type of trade in sight to fix anything on the back end there. Um, they're going to live with these guys uh, going wait, into the playoffs. Wait, isn't there a certain number 29 that plays in the Midwest that – is could be available. Uh, he's available. I'm sure if for any other team in the NHL that <laughs> right, would like to I look know. to pick him up, I don't see the <laughs> Knights making making that move. Although that might be one of the things that would be really helpful for them in that stretch run. I just don't think think they pull that trigger. I don't think they pull that trigger either. I don't think Chicago would trade him um, uh, back to Vegas. I think it will be interesting though because they've got guys like like Stone and 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 Pacioretty and Martinez and some of these guys have been on long term IR that there is kind of a loophole. We've seen it last year um, with Tampa did with Kucherov. Uh, the Blackhawks did it several years ago with Patrick Kane. When these guys are on long-term IR and they finish the season that way, you can go over the salary cap. So um, on the surface, it looks like the Knights have no cap money, but technically they do. If these guys don't play again in the regular season, uh, Stone and, and Martinez, it would open up probably between 10 to, to $14 million that they could go out at the deadline, which is March, March 21st, and maybe get a piece or two to really help that team. I, again, I just think they have to play well, keep, keep themselves in that play 
playoff hunt, not find yourself all the way back in the seven or eight hole where you're going to end up playing the Avalanche or the Flames. Um, but obviously there's a, there's a separation in the Western Conference with um, the Avalanche being on top and everybody else you could probably put in a, right. another group. On, and so find a way to get to the playoffs. And then obviously we've um, very familiar from a night standpoint with this Avalanche team, which they've seen uh, multiple years in the playoffs and, you know, um, just haven't been able to get over that hump. But uh, again, I think they just have to fight and scratch and claw their way somewhere to stay in that three, four, five, six hole in the well, playoffs. We were able to beat the Avalanche last year, but then turn around and lost to, to Montreal. So I, I think the trade deadline is going to be really interesting, though, because you talk about the Avs, and we know how good they are with McKinnon and, and McCarr and how dominate that how dominating that team is. But they could use a goaltender as well. So, uh, you know, they, they've called the Blackhawks about Kane. They've called them about Fleury. I don't think either one of those guys gets moved. But the the cat or the Avs are looking to make a big-time deal, especially on the back end, to maybe solidify that team. Yeah, and you talk about the Eastern Conference bringing up Montreal, you know, beating them last year. Again, the uh, the talent um, and the depth of the league really seems to exist in that Eastern Conference, oh, especially right. with Carolina and Florida, the way they're playing. But the Rangers, again, too, have been a really yeah, a big Rangers, surprise. And even Capitals, Penguins. I mean, there is so there are so many talented teams in that uh, that Eastern Conference to to battle through that. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough road in that Eastern Conference, and then hopefully a Western Conference team gets a you know just a playoff beleaguered uh, uh, Eastern Conference team as they as they get to the Cup final. You know, going going back to Flurry a little bit, I know that the Hawks have said that they're probably not going to move him. They would obey whatever he wants to do. Um, so right now, it looks like he's not going to be moved. If he decided that I'm I'm going to waive that and have a chance to win another Cup, you think about teams like Pittsburgh. Washington, Colorado, who seem to be all in on him right now, he would be the piece that I think could really alter the future of gods in the NHL if he's dealt to one of those contenders. Yeah, and I just have a tough time with them. What is the price for, for that to happen? And is he the Marc Andre Fleury that you know we saw with the Golden Knights, uh, you know, two years ago? Um, this Blackhawk defense really doesn't do him right. too many favors. It's hard to given say. Right. Yep. So he does give up a lot of shots. He gives up. A lot, they, they give up a lot of shots. They give up a lot of odd man rushes. But um, when you watch him play, th- there's a lot of goals being scored. Right. It's not like he's making these uh, incredible, outstanding save, saves each and every given night. So um, tough to make a move for a guy in the twilight of his career when you really don't know what you're getting at this point. I think it's a little bit tough because, as you mentioned, the Hawks just haven't been good on the back end. They've been out of the playoffs now for an extended period of time right now. It's just hard to get up every night uh, with that. I think a trade to a contender, even a, a Patrick Kane, a trade to a contender, does that kind of you know get the guy's juices back flowing again and they're ready to go? But that's what makes it interesting. The NHL trade time is coming up the 21st of this month. Pro football free agency starts the 15th. We talked about a bunch of trades that have already went down. It's been a busy offseason. I think we've only scratched the surface so far, but I think the next week to 10 days are really going to be exciting in both the NHL and NFL. And Major League Baseball. Right, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about what we're going to see here. <laughs> right. um, not, not in the next seven days, but maybe in the next seven hours um, as we start to see uh, players sign for different teams and maybe putting on some different uniforms, especially uh, some of these top Big tier name players guys, that right. are really going to yep. uh, change the face of a lineup. Right. Well, guys, this is going to conclude our segment of uh, bookends this week. I hope you enjoyed our little sneak peek uh, back in the hub area. I mean, it was fun for us to be back here. We love being out there with kind of the crowd and all the noise. I'm sure it would have been tough to hear today's segment, but don't forget, get signed up for Last Man Standing. As Jason mentioned, you have up until March 17th at 5 p.m. and get signed up for the mobile app. So up to that $500 bonus, and it really does bring the sports book to you guys. He's Jason. I'm Chucky. We'll see you guys next week in another segment of Bookends. Bookends.